Do you ever find yourself saying, why did that really have to happen? And what does that mean? Well, take off your reading glasses, burn your associate's degree, and put on your dunce cap because it's time for a dumb podcast for smart people. Welcome back, everybody, to a dumb podcast for smart people. I'm Del. And I'm Garissa. And I'm going to tell you the 10 secrets of life after this ad. <laughs> There's an ad from Squarespace. Squarespace, make it beautiful, baby. Yeah, baby. Now I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. They're all targeted with things I'm super interested in. Like but, what? Mattresses. Uh, <laughs> food, and, food and boxes. Stop signs. <laughs> Breakfast cereal, <laughs> ham sandwiches. Ham sandwiches. No, it's all about like Twin Peaks uh-huh. or drag queens or Star Wars or um, um, naughty, sexy things. Uh, I my podcasts mostly go into things I'm hyper interested in at the moment, but there are certain podcast tropes that I think are just kind of I get annoyed after a while, like the white man podcast. Oh, yeah. Which is most of them. Mm-hmm. What are other podcast tropes? Are we falling into any of them? Well, We're one like thing, a baby podcast, though. One thing that really annoys me about some podcasts is they hook you in with this topic because I search for certain topics. Oh, right, right, right. And then there's a 20-minute preamble like what's happening right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why our titles don't make sense. Mm-hmm. We should create a fake podcast character named Garissa because they always have interesting names. Like Garissa Fairchild. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. like, I'm Garissa and I'm going to tell you what you're doing wrong and how you can do it right. Because <laughs> I'm Garissa and I make funnels. Yeah. Funnels. Sales funnels. Mm-hmm. Because Funnel has, cakes. There has to be a transaction. See, right. the thing with podcasts is it has to be a transactional thing. Like you have information to give. But the listener like um, has to pay attention to right. it. And we have sexy energy. Yes. Smart sexual energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bodacious, voracious. Vivacious. Vivacious energy that uh, you can only get through your ears. Yes. It's a very specific sort of thing. Yes. Or through your elbows. It depends on how you listen. Mm-hmm. So, Dell, what shall we talk about today on a dumb podcast for smart people? We've been trying to craft... Our messaging to um, kind of talk about more current things having to do with men, male issues. For men, male issues. Yes. Like erectile dysfunction. Yes. Football. Male pattern baldness. Football. Chrysler cars. Ball sports. <laughs> 401k <laughs> problems. <laughs> Building funnels. What to do with your old brute cologne from 1987. Venture capitalism. <laughs> Where to put my new Tesla coil? Why does my son Ryan, who changed his name to Raven, want to move to Brooklyn and work at a startup where they allow dogs in the office? <laughs> you know, important questions uh, men want to know. Mm-hmm. What do I do when my daughter brings home that stinker skater boy? Mm. Is it cool to stand outside of the house with my shotgun? Who do you think she is, Avril Lavigne? <laughs> April Lavigne. That's going to be like, Avril Lavigne is so past date now. So we're not even going to have that. Like, when up for my daughter, I'd be like, ah, who are you bringing home? 
Billy Eilish with her baggy shirts. Mm. Those big baggy shirts. Mm-hmm. Why is she so sad? Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Sure. That's what I'm going to say. Yep. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about today. Hair. Hair. Hair is everywhere. Hair, 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 hair. Hair. I had this problem with my hair where I want to get it cut more often, but I don't because I want to spend my money on other things. Oh, like little synthesizers? Like little synthesizers. <laughs> I just got a drum machine and oh, the instructions to it are so big. They're comically large. It folds out. It's, it's like in, the Book of Leviticus. It's like the freaking Rosetta Stone. Uh-huh. So many languages. Um, <laughs> and uh, But I got to get haircuts. I need to get more often. I have some job stuff going on, and I just need to look good. Mm-hmm. And uh, How I'm, often do you get your haircut? Well, that's the problem. Every time I go in, I'm always like, I promise I'll come in sooner. Like, once a month, you should. Yes. I, have an, I make an appointment every month to get my haircut. I want to. I my intentions are pure and I want to but I do not because again oh I want to go buy a beer a lot of that you just want to live day by day I want to live by day by day yeah um it's true and haircuts I can get along I think I have this aura of like I don't care I'm mm, a cool guy sure and I can get away with the hair and kind of right um so I could try to get away with it. But then sometimes my head is just very large and my hair is very thick. So if it goes too long, I, it just looks like I'm wearing a gigantic fur helmet. Sure. And it's, I just look bad. Yeah. It just goes like it, for one day it'll be like, okay, cool, to oh no. Mm, well, I have very thick curly hair. I have a gorgeous mane of hair uh, from the Irish side of my family, uh-huh. I believe. They have really nice hair. Um, so I gotta keep it under control or else it just kind of gets a a mind of its own and doesn't behave. Well, one thing I have really enjoyed recently in the last few years in men's fashion, it's it's a double-sided thing where I really like the fact that it's becoming more, uh, like acceptable for men to take care of themselves. Sure. Take care of your skin. Get your eyebrows dead. Shellack those nails. <laughs> like, look good. Take care of yourself. Floss every look, now and then. Floss. Poop. Sometimes. <laughs> think uh, about wiping. Think you know, about wiping. Consider it. Look good. Feel good. And Try I really, to be a human. And I love that. But at the same time, I do not love how the, all the men's stuff is like, here's some shampoo. And it's called, like, hammer smash. Or like. Uh, volcano explosion. <laughs> this, this deodorant's called Greg Cement. But this, for, this one's called Dale's Throat Punch. <laughs> the mouthwash. Ah. You know, like I think a, I think a line of mouthwashes named after like strikes would be great. Hammer punch, the uh, mouthwash. Mm. I, I so, but but ball people, scratch, itching cream. <laughs> well, here's the thing that to, like, I like, here's the thing that I know. One of the podcast things is Manscaped, which oh. they so I always hear this on podcast podcast they Manscaped Manscaped, and it's this company. And apparently invented this like electronic razor so you can shave your balls without cutting your ball sack. Sure. And this like crop preserver is the name of their like ball powder. And everything has these like, man, you got to dance around I'm it. I'm a tough boy. I'm a tough big boy. And I'm take care of my ball sack. And it's cool because I'm a man. Uh-huh. And so they try to like manify, yes. over exaggerate and over awesome these like, it's just, just put on like, it's just, it's just. 
ball powder. Just put it on. It could be called Greg's ball powder. Or gold bond. <laughs> what is that? Even? Well, it's to trick men into self-care. That's what it's all about. But it's so shallow. I It does the trick, I guess. Because men are not used to being like being held responsible for their appearance. Yeah. Like every man, my opinion is every man should have a black suit for a job interview or a funeral. Uh huh. And I just, I just, you know, I don't think people do that. But yeah, I think uh, it is, um, a lot of it is pandering and tricking men into taking care of themselves. But it's also because I think those, that's for certain kinds of men who have uh, a very weak sense of their own masculinity <laughs> and their self. Yeah. So, they feel like they're allowed to take part in Greg's uh, throat punch mouthwash because it has an aggressive tone to it. Oh, Jerry, you smell good. Oh yeah. This is tiger intestines. That's the name (laughs) of the spray by Adidas. Tiger testins, tiger testes, tiger Uh testins. They're two different ones. Don't get it confused. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Don't get. And so it's like, Oh, well it's okay if you smell good. If it's named like, tank murder or something right and i just i just like i just hate it. i if go down it's the called aisle lady tears like, why does every soap look like it's in a little barrel like or why is barrel? there a wolf that's gonna hop off this axe bottle and cut my throat yeah so anyway so there's that side of it but then there's, there's a- the side of it mm-hmm. which is like classy men or just men in general you know taking actually good care of themselves mm-hmm. and people like holding it to another level yes it's not like we're gonna like axify or like Joe Roganify like we gotta be cool and tough and manly. It's like no, we're like sincerely, genuinely like applying the art of care to our bodies. Right. And there's where we live. There's been there's a bunch of like these new hair places that have been opened up. There's like three or four of them, and one in particular. Shout out! Should we shout them out? I think we should. Shout them out! If he dares to listen, the Dapper Man. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bradley Brow. Um, da- Bradley Brow's Dapper Man. Hello, Peter. <laughs> hello, Peter, and hello, Head Skull in the corner. <laughs> uh, model Head. Does it different for each haircut, or do they just use the same one, or do they have to throw them out? I asked Bradley about this, and it comes with a new head. It's a new head every time. So every time you cut it, you have to get a new head. Yeah, I would think that you could just put a new head of hair on a bald like head. Like one of those Play-Doh guys. Sure. Yeah, you squeeze it down, and the hair mm-hmm. comes out. Yeah, I will. I do think uh, Dapper Man is uh, spreading the gospel of good care for men, and he's not trying to over-exaggerate. It's not like it smells like mahogany, and there's like animal skins. Yeah, it's like it's white it's clean it looks it's very well put together and it's like you know dapper it's dapper yes it's like that's it's it's cool you just come here and get a nice haircut however where we live is also a very blue collar rust belty area Mm -hmm. in a good way yes i will say that uh it's interesting to me because i feel like dapper man brings in a lot of people from a lot of different socioeconomic levels because i will see like you know more white collar people i'll see more blue collar people there more working class people more middle class people there so it kind of says to me that i think men are trying to take care more of their appearance and maybe Mm -hmm. have better hair um but as you were saying there's kind of an alternative side to that where mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who don't, who feel kind of like left out of that or they, they're not interested in it for whatever reason, which we'll get into. Um, so there is this barbershop that just opened up 
And uh, I happened upon it because there was a newspaper article of like, here's all the businesses that opened in our town um, over the past year. And one of, I can't remember the name. I think it was just called the barbershop or like the garage or something. It's barbershop slash lawnmower repair center. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh (laughs) And so it's a lawnmower repair center. And I think the owner's wife maybe just opened up something in part of the garage to start doing hair. And... That's all well and good. Yeah, great. People want to have a business. People want to get simple haircuts. But what's caught my attention is that they were saying that they were nothing fancy and they were offering American haircuts. American, traditional, unfancy haircuts. Unless you have 1776 (laughs) shaved in your goddamn head. I don't know what an American haircut is. It's a big white wig like George Washington used to wear. Uh-huh. Obviously. So what is an American haircut, do you think? I think it's like General Patton, you know, mm. World War II flat top, right. you know, military flat top buzz cuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like Jonathan Taylor cut Tom is like butt cuts. Oh, that's American. It's very American. And it's just like, and it's just that, that whole thing of like, it's. Fancy, not fancy, American. First of all, Americans aren't allowed to be fancy, apparently. Well, strip that away. Um, They're using fancy as kind of like this charged word, which I've been kind of noticing here and there. So they're trying to say that we don't, um, we're not, that if you go to a fancy place, then you're a sissy. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> That's and what it's saying to sissy me. is bad. Taking care of yourself is bad or wanting something nice or different. You're not or a man. You're modern. not manly. You're yeah. not a man. Right. Uh, because that's fancy. It's this very like uh, binary like, well, if you do that, you're not. And it's it's there, it's just like a weird, it's like a very bizarre sort of like, like ultra masculine virtue casting. That's just in a very weird way, mm-hmm. you know? So, okay. I'm going to take a lesson on a little detour. Okay. But it's going to come around. So I was listening to a podcast called Sawbones. It's very good. It's about like medical history. And they did the recent uh, one was about bidets. Ah, uh, yeah. And how bidets never caught on in America. And the big reason why is in the like during World War One and Two, um, in France, a lot of bidets, Germany, a lot of bidets, Europe, a lot of bidets. And so bidets were already kind of like, well, what is that? Mysterious, because they weren't a lot in America. But then you have all these soldiers coming home who probably used a bidet or saw a bidet but where bidets uh-huh. were most prevalent was in brothels mm-hmm. and places of like you know sexual things because right. a lot of it was before it was like just clean your poop it was like let's wash our genitals before sex like that was part uh-huh. of it so there was this association of like brothels sex and then when you have these guys come back who they now they know what a bidet is but they're not going to say it and no one can say it because we're traditional pent-up you know unsexualized americans who are just weird about sex like oh that's a weird you're those weird you're can you wouldn't believe what these europeans have can you believe uh, it and so sort of like kind of beginning or continuing or building upon this idea that things that are european are like are like strange or weird or related to sex because americans also are kind of stigma against nudity nudity means sex sex means sex and that that's it foreign and is dangerous foreign is dangerous european means like weird sex weird stuff uh-huh. and so I, I see that you know coming home people knowing what it is people casting this like oh it's european and that's sort of the history of bidets not catching on in the u.s mm-hmm. because of the stigma of 
people knowing what it is, but not wanting to talk about it because they had her come back home to their wife and kids or whatever. And they don't want, no one wants to admit that they were like, you know, sleeping with, you know, prostitutes in Europe. Sure. So that is to say, I think that sort of ingrains in your culture and in a blue collar world where probably a lot of people did serve in the war that's that those things get passed down and mm-hmm. we see that every day in in the u.s things that are different european or higher of a, of a class above where you feel like you are out of reach it's bad it's dangerous it's sex it's belongs to something that is not clean to you mm. and so what she's saying of like not fancy haircuts it is this very weirdly charged like historically like sexually charged like like attack yeah saying that maybe, anything... I'm, maybe I'm like way out of no, the line and here. I, I think um also uh in a similar lane i feel like there's a lot of homophobia with that because yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah. that you know we're not doing anything fancy and to um a fancy haircut is something that can be seen as effeminate or gay and that you would be gay if you were to be taking care of your appearance or be concerned about your appearance or want anything more than a simple haircut. Because why? Well, that's what gays do. Like, right. Mm, no. No. People, everybody can do that. Mm-hmm. And so what if they do? Well, the other thing that I've noticed is I feel like fancy has become a very charged, interesting word. And there's a lot of people who say something is fancy when I think it's when they don't really know how they relate to it or they feel uncomfortable with it or they feel like, like you said, it, they feel like it's above them. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, I'm making up an example. There's someone named Trisha and she doesn't want the sweet potato fries and she doesn't want them at the restaurant. And she says, I don't want these fancy fries. She could be saying that because she doesn't know the merits of sweet potato fries or mm-hmm. she finds that to be something of hipster culture that she can't relate to or right. she doesn't feel as tangible. They took a French fry and did something different to it. Right. Therefore, it is fancy. Yes. And I do not like it. Uh-huh. So I just, I just think... I try not to use the word fancy because it usually means something that is unapproachable and unattainable. Mm -hmm. Whereas something like sweet potato fries or a hipster haircut with a mullet are not unattainable for me. Right. They're not inappropriate. And even if they were casting like fancy on it, it's like, well, no one's coming after you. Like, why are you so offended by people mm. with different haircuts? Right. We just want. Tr- well, first of all, what is a traditional American haircut? Yeah, that's what I. That's what I need to know. What's an American haircut? Uh, not a Euro mullet. <laughs> Nothing that makes you look European. Because why? Because Europeans are, you know, fairies or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, immediately, right away, you're down this path of like, of bigotry. Like, this is good. This is bad. Yeah. And not, not not good and bad, but good and bad, they're different. And uh-huh. they are bad. Right. Like, that's just not – it's just really frustrating. Like, yes, cut hair, do whatever you want. Like, I don't care. But, like, just do – just leave people alone. Mm-hmm. It's like – I sent – I took a screenshot on that and I sent it to Brad. I'm like, they're coming for you, Bradley. <laughs> and he just kind of laughed. And uh, it's just like, are people really that mad about someone being a successful, like, male – like fine hair salon for men. Right. I mean, I think it's great that we have something like that in our town because Mm -hmm. it's something you would not expect here. Yeah. Or to be like as successful as I think it is. It's like when you dig through um, 
a hay stack and you find like some treats. Cigarettes. Cigarettes, candy uh-huh. corn. Yeah. And then you're like, ooh, I'm numb. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Adele, what do you think the hair the hair trends are for men right now? I don't know. I never Stephanie, my wife, always just says, I like this one that looks like uh Ryan Gosling. And I'm oh. like, Oh, that's fine. Um Flood my basement. Flood my basement. Uh, I, I say, give me the give me the high waters, give me the high waters haircut. It's the give f- me a bowl cut. <laughs> give me a bowl cut. Um, okay, how did bowl cuts come back in the nineties? How did they? Yeah, why? I think it's because that that like at home can do it, <laughs> like tight wad nineties. Like I, moms can cut hairs too now. Bowl cuts are the most unattractive. Oh, unattractive I had a hard haircuts. bowl cut growing up. Hard <clears throat> bowl. My hair cut. is too curly and thick for a bowl cut. Uh, but then the, the Jonathan Taylor Thomas butt cut. Yeah, like that. and I feel like that's a haircut that like every Disney prince has it, and I see it a lot in movies and TV shows, but no one in real life actually has it. I've noticed this. I had the butt cut mm-hmm. in the late nineties. Yeah. I had the butt cut, and like it was all incumbent on having. Gobs and gods of LA Lux gel. Yep. Mm-hmm. You just had it had to be like the crinklier the better. Did you sun in? Oh, did I ever <laughs> sun in? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, I was hardcore <clears throat> on the sun in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let me take you a walk through all my hairstyles. Because I know you're dying to know. This <laughs> you will know be what? like right before we started, I was like, I wonder what kind of hairstyles Aaron had. So it's yeah. very cool that you brought This will be this like up. the time I talked about all my Halloween costumes. <laughs> the time I talked about each one of my cars I've ever owned. It'll just be fascinating. Okay. But I will keep it quick because I feel like this is going to be a similar walk for a lot of men who are in their 30s and have you know lived through the 90s and 2000s, 2010s. Did you ever get a Floby? What's a Floby? It's a hair trimmer att- attached to a vacuum cleaner. Ah, from no. the 90s it was like ah. one of those infomercial infomercial things like it's easy cut your man's hair with this vacuum cleaner mm. attachment loudest haircut ever but um i did not do the flow beat but mm. i saw it and it's just like one of those 90s trivia sort of things that every once in a while you get a hit and you're like how was it i want to know uh-huh um, but no, okay, c- continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had the when I as soon as I could get my own agency, it was the late '90s, so I wanted a butt cut, and I had a butt cut for several years. It did not look very attractive because that's when I was going through an awkward phase, mm-hmm. you know, when you're like eleven, you mean twelve, like middle school to early high school. Yeah, like you stop being a cute kid. Yeah, you just look like garbage. You look like a sausage that is uncooked. You look like a nine-year-old. Uh, who got stung by a bee and you're swollen. <laughs> you look like a seven-year-old with Shaquille O'Neal hands. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a uh, Benjamin Button who is now a baby, <laughs> but then accidentally got caught in the washing machine. <laughs> you look like uh, seaweed stuffed into a skin suit. Uh-huh. Exactly. And also very oily. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, oily, uh, emotional. So I had the butt cut and then... Dallas is pretty miraculous. Okay. I went to the um, I went to the salon where we mm-hmm. would get our haircuts, and I said I wanted my normal butt cut, and this gal um, did not do what I wanted, but it was all it changed my life because you remember in the early like late nineties early two thousands where like the hair was short but you'd like comb it down in the front and it'd be like really jelly. Yeah. Yeah. She oh, gave me one of those. Like the fr- kind of like a fringy kind of hard yeah. spiky. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. She gave me one of those and my life changed forever. Really? Cuz I realized I have a nice haircut now. 
I don't have a butt cut anymore. <clears throat> so yeah, there was that in like the early 2000s with like you gel and you just kind of like comb it down. And then like in the tooth, like mid to late 2000s, there was that hairstyle where like it was kind of the same, but then you'd like curl it up slightly or spike yeah, it up in the front. Yeah, have that little ramp up front. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. A little ramp. <laughs> you see, it looked like a skating ramp. You look like case... a little half pipe up yeah, there. Yeah, like Tony Hawk could just uh, <laughs> skateboard down your hair. He could just nose bone right off your head. Uh-huh. Um, my haircut journey was very similar, except that I did a lot of buzz cut. My mother, I feel like you get a lot of agency with your hair. And the first mm. time she gave me a buzz cut, I cried and cried because she was cutting my, my beautiful hair. And then everyone would touch my head. Because my hair is very oh, fuzzy. Yeah. And I was like a lucky fuzzball. But then, again, once agency hit 14, 15, I started just doing spiky all the time. And I just yeah. started dyeing my hair like crazy. Oh. Basically, from the age 14 to like early 20s, my hair was bleached. It was various blondes. It was dark purple. It was black. It was Ooh. everything. And because I kind of fit into that more of like... Not like skater punk, but like... I'm going to the Warp Tour. Yeah, DIY punk. Like, I wore, you know, all the clothes from the clothes from the, from the Salvation Army, the Salam. Uh-huh. And, uh... Yeah, and then, I was so, there with you. Yep, and then I got, like... And then in, like, early 2000s, mid-2000s, early aughts, playing in bands. So I had, like, a really short cut with, like, long bangs, just kind of, like, over. Uh, like, emo. Emo. E- early emo, proto-emo boy. And now I'm just, like, regular man hair yep and i just don't care anymore <laughs> i just don't care you just care about fiscal responsibility uh, i care about uh i'm fiscally conservative socially liberal and <laughs> <laughs> my name is greg my name is kyle my name's kyle i um, question speaking i have a lesbian sister so i'm liberal <laughs> um but you know i like i want to balance budget i want to balance budget you know what i'm a, it's more about like you do you do, i don't want i don't want to know about it but uh, I'm okay if you do it. <laughs> Whatever two loving adults, consenting adults do in their own door, bedroom door, um, that's the, between them and the Lord. Um, so I did sun in as well. Yeah. And it it was it was bad. But I don't think the point of it was to ever look good. It was supposed to be like this like weird marbling like highlight. I'm in the thing. sun. Uh-huh. Natural highlights. Yeah. Um, speaking of men, there's this sort of like you know, there's this basic white girl trope of, you know, the boots and the slouch. I feel like a lot of Instagram basic girl style is like slouchy everything. Slouchy shirts. I'm just slouchy. You know, I got mm. big shirts and big necklaces and a big hat. And I'm just slouching around and I'm looking cute and with a frappuccino. And for men, as you get older, they get a lot of like white New Balances and jean shorts and polos. And I'm just like... When does that, what does that switch happen? Yeah, how do you get there? Is that someone who's just always worn that? Or is there like, like when does the, when do I start tucking in my shirt to my pants, my my t-shirt into my pants? It's more for utility. I think it's. How is tucking your t-shirt in utility? Because for me. You don't catch a draft. They don't stay in. (laughs) And white new balances, they do not look good. They're not even, I mean, okay, they're not even that comfortable sometimes like you ever notice people so like i'm going to describe an outfit for you uh polo shirt mm-hmm. um high-waisted khakis uh-huh. white tennis shoes mm-hmm. baptist minister yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> protestant minister mm-hmm. but anyhow back to my hair mm-hmm. i so i had you know the um the sun in and then you remember like 
like mid to late 2000s hair started getting longer for men at least like young men like a little shaggy look yeah like a leo dicaprio yeah a little bit but because my hair is so curly it would just kind of go out Mm -hmm. so i kind of had like a curly like situation for a long time like Mm -hmm. big curls and i had an identity crisis say mid to late 2000s and i dyed my hair black and i started wearing (gasps) blue colored contacts oh really i guess i just didn't want to be myself you like i'm feeling like goth i want to be a goth yeah i yeah i wanted to be a goth but i did not want to commit to the goth lifestyle goth is hard because you have to be goth in like the summer and i feel like that's yeah. a very difficult time to be. it's goth. a commitment it's a very big commitment i feel like winter goth and fall goth are fine mm-hmm. spring goth it's like life is happening but you're just so sad and summer goth is like you're just hot mm-hmm it's 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 a commitment you have to really be committed yeah. to that goth style so late 2000s hit Justin Timberlake comes out with sexy back. He cuts off his hair. He has that super short, mm-hmm. like no hair situation. And he still got it. I went for that. Listen, my head is too big to do that. Mm. I look like a bobblehead man. I pulled it off. The hair, my hair gives me proportion. If I do not have my hair, I look like a bobblehead man. Like you ever, you remember the cartoon, the Spider-Man cartoon? You ever watch that? No. There's this Fisk, Carlton Fisk is his character, and he's very large, and he has a very small head compared to his body. And that's what I look like. Mm -hmm. So I need the hair. Yeah. And then 2010s hit, and here we uh, enter into, you remember like Twilight and Robert Mm -hmm. Pattinson? Mm -hmm. Like he had the best hair. Mm -hmm. So I had to look it up on YouTube, how to do his hair. And then uh, Jacob was covered in hair. Yeah, <laughs> and you said, "How do I get that look?" Uh, don't get me started on. So, <laughs> I'd look up on YouTube. There was this very nice Danish man who uh, showed me how to do Edward Cullen hair. So I did that for a while, and then, like you know, the whole Madman moment yeah. happened with having pompadours and, and like pompadours, short back little hair. ties. I was in that. Lots of cigarettes and up until. Uh, recently, but I've noticed now that we're in the 2020s, men's hair has been getting longer again. It is. There has been, you know, I've noticed that even like 20, 30 years ago, the Euro mullet and Asia and Europe culture, uh, pretty popular, but it's starting to come over. But then just longer, flowier, ruggedier. Yeah, it's happening. Hair is happening, uh-huh. and I'm I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good look for me. I like that look. I'm trying to remember. Uh, it's something about how um, styles change, like certain male styles change when there is more gender ambiguity. Mm-hmm. I don't think long hair has anything to do with that. I mean, I think it does. I mean, a little bit. Like, have well, you seen Harry Styles, hair. Harry Styles new stuff? He's got hair. He's wearing dresses. He's going all over the place. Mm. He is wearing what he likes to wear. Well, I think we see the backlash of the uh, fancy, non-fancy American haircuts when we have more gender ambiguity. Right. Because you have like a Justin Bieber who right. sings and dresses like a woman mm-hmm. and everyone gets so mad. So we need American right. haircuts like what bald eagles have. They're <laughs> bald. So and I so um, I think a really good way to capture the zeitgeist of kind of like what is on the edge of uh, styles in America for males and females watching soap operas because they're always on the edge. There's always a little bit ahead with style. Just I've a noticed. little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I fit with style because I feel like style is very cyclical. Mm-hmm. And so my theory and method for style is to just 
whatever you find regularly in the thrift store will become popular in the next eight to 10 months. It's true. I, I, I realized this the first time when I was in high school because I was a thrift store shopper, as I said, indie rock punk kid. And I would wear these Western shirts, mm-hmm. Wrangler, old, uh-huh. old shirts with the snaps, the gold uh-huh. holes in them from a cow, I guess. Uh-huh. And it was like the real deal. And then I remember seeing a bunch of like, middle schoolers wearing these same shirts from like Hollister or whatever. And I was Uh like, Oh no. And then I, that's, I started noticing like, because the, you know, the art crowd who, who's doing a lot of the, the retro kind of scavenging and finding these styles and putting these styles together, you find these clothes, the vintage clothing in, you know, thrift stores and, and which are from going to be from a general population. So you can find it basically anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so similar with like kind of this rehash of 90s style, like big sweaters and chunky shoes and things like that. Like you could find those things in thrift stores over the last five years. And now they're coming back as these very popular styles again. And so for me, it is a little bit more work, but kind of keep it in tune with my local thrift store. Sure. And I know that, you know, in the next little bit, we might see something like this coming up. And uh-huh. it, it's probably was something from, you know, 20 years ago. That's coming back. Well, style, uh, culture is reflexive. It's always a 20-year wheel. Yep. That's how things go. It's going faster and faster. Yep. But my prediction for the twenty early 2020s, okay. longer hair for men, mullets are going to come back, mustaches. But mustaches were kind of that hipster early aughts thing. Though. Nope. Mustaches, they're, coming, they're becoming mainstream. Okay. Yep. Okay. Do you have any style predictions for the 2020s? My style predictions are, geez Louise. We're all going to wear um, no, I feel bags on our heads. It's a little different because there's so many different styles. I think I think mine is less about here's a prevalent style and more of a fluidity of style within like the workforce, work in the workplace. Mm. Even at a place that's casual, like khakis or jeans, like people are still wearing polos or fleece polos. Wearing their dogs. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Wearing your dogs, like a Corella DeVille situation. <laughs> and I think that it's going to be more like, maybe not like the higher end of streetwear, but like good, good clothing is good clothing. And you can start, you're going to be able to start getting away with it more and more in more traditional like business work settings. So as long as it looks like you care and you've put it together, it doesn't just have to be a suit and tie all the time. Right. Yeah. I like it. Like a like a snappy sweater. Like that one guy in Glow Up with his crazy sweaters. Which one was that? The Dom, Dom in Glow Up. Dom. The makeup show. The bald guy with the mustache. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. His mm-hmm. crazy sweaters. I really like the blonde gal with the glasses. I don't remember her name. Ding, ding, dong. Ding, dong. <laughs> I just want her to yell at me. I just want her to yell like, at ding dong. You ate my hamburger. I just think that'd be hilarious. Well, Del, should we uh, call it a show? Yeah, we talked like 40 minutes about hair. Goodness. So I think that's good. That's because we went on my hair journey. We did. It was a delightful, magical <laughs> carpet ride. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to our show. Thank a, you. A uh, dumb podcast for smart people. Hopefully you learned something and we'd love it if you shared it with your friends. We're on all the podcast places. Yes. And we're on the internet, but we probably aren't going to post anything. So tell your grandma. Tell your grandma. She'll hate it. Bye. Bye. Bye.